0: tuning into the PropTech Revolution with Johan and Simon. Through this podcast series we will seek to better inform our listeners about the latest and greatest as it relates to IoT in the built environment. If there's a subject you would appreciate us touching upon please don't hesitate to reach out and we will do our very best to give you our two cents. On today's episode we will be discussing the differences between LPWAN versus 5G as it relates to the IoT industry. Johan, maybe you can start off by sharing some of uh, what you know about LPWANs. And then we'll get into the evolution of the different uh, network connectivity as it was with 2G versus 3G, 4G, and now the 5G.
1: Johan, over to you. Sure. Thank you, Simon. Well, as we discussed in the last episode, we briefly touched as to where LPWAN comes from. But I think it's good for us to delve into why LPWAN is suddenly making headway and penetrating these markets and being such a disruptive technology. So LPWAN stands for Low Power Wide Area Network. And what that means is effectively, it's a long range network that runs at very low uh, power consumption, which makes it ideal for battery powered applications. But before we can look into the, the advantages, we need to understand why it is different from the diff- the other technologies. So looking at the sort of legacy technologies as what you would know in terms of um, Wi-Fi or cellular networks like 2G, 3G, 4G and as of late 5G, um, you have to understand that the Telecos Industries runs on what they call a a low latency, high bandwidth um, connection. And what that really means is it means that If I'd have a conversation with you over the telephone there can only be a very minimum amount of delay between when I say hello and when you hear it on the other side. That's what you refer to as latency. The longer the latency the longer that lag time that you experience and I mean we've all experienced it before and eventually that number cuts out. Now that number just for interest sake is around 80 milliseconds before the, the human brain actually starts recognizing that there's a noticeable delay. Now, for 2G, 3G, 4G, the goal was always to reduce the latency, reduce the latency while still um, upping the data rate as to how much data you can push without increasing the latency at any given point. But all of this comes at a cost, and that cost is power. It uses more energy to um, get that communication through, uses higher frequencies, and is more susceptible to interference from um, urban environments, from buildings and things like that, which means that the teleco carriers has to install more gateways and base stations in and around cities to be able to cover or offer the services that they do. And Canada, being the the size that it is, it's very difficult for these silico providers to actually cover the entire country. That's why you have the, the few big players that's covered majority of, of urban environments, but not really any of the rural areas. So understanding that and then looking at LP LPWAN. LPWAN is very high latency, very small amount of data, but at the savings of power or Energy consumption, which means it makes it ideal for um, battery-powered applications. So that is really the breakthrough in what has happened here. Somebody has effectively gone back and said, "Okay, to make LP WAN or IoT um, practical, because it's always been possible for the last 20 40 years. It's just it was never practical from a power point of view or a cost point of view. We would have to look at the technology and decide how we're going to do this." that is a practicable solution. And what they did was they dropped the data rate and they got it to a point where you can transmit for many multiple kilometers. I mean, I think the world record currently on LoRaWAN, for instance, is over a thousand kilometers and on SecFox is over 700 kilometers for single transmission on battery power to transmit. Now that's a very, very long way. Wow. And that just shows you the use case. Now, when you start deploying these sort of things in urban environments like Midtown, town Toronto, high-rise buildings, um, other noise sources, then that range is dramatically reduced. But still comparably to 2G, 3G, 4G, and 5G, you still still a multiple of five times the range at the same power consumption, which makes it so much more viable for the type of applications we're talking about here.
0: So in a nutshell, Johan, what you're really telling us is that LPWAN is designed for small amount of data that can uh, be transmitted over the air over a longer period of time for maybe simplistic applications. Yeah, simplistic applications are applications where the quantity of data can be limited. Whereas when you look at the 2G, 3G, 4G, what we're really talking about is is use cases where there's a significant amount of data that needs to be transmitted over the air and in a very short period of time. Now, we've heard about 5G now for probably over a year, and everyone keeps talking about 5G and, and how it's revolutionary and how it's going to disrupt the industry and so on and so forth. So maybe maybe you can share with us what, uh, what does 5G really mean? How is it any different from 4G? And how does this technology work?
1: Sure, definitely. It's been a it's been a topic of a lot of controversy around the world. I don't know if you saw the posts of everybody cutting down the five G towers because it's going to give you radiation and and cook your brain live and that sort of stuff, which is actually complete nonsense because the sort of RF power and stuff we've been exposed to in legacy systems. I mean. The same thing happened when microwave was first introduced, and all of a sudden it was just accepted, and we and we moved on. Right. You need to understand what the difference is between four G, three G, two G, and now five G. Five G, in effect, is really just a new. You can, in layman's terms, call it a software change on the existing three G and four G networks. Yes, there's there's slight hardware uh, modifications with regards to the antenna arrays and things like that, but At its core there is no more RF power coming out of a 5G antenna than there is out of a 4G or 3G antenna. It is just the complexity of the modulation used um, has been or has advanced to a point where you get more data with lower latency and that's been a natural progression from 2G days all the way through and at some stage you run out of the capacity as to what the hardware can do and you have to upgrade the hardware and all the systems would need to be upgraded to do 5G and there might be some power output differences, but for the majority of the sort of upgrades, it's really just a different software modulation change. Now, why it is important um, and why everybody's been hopping on about it is because 5G was really the missing link when it comes to high-speed automation of, for instance, um, Tesla with their self-driving cars and, and things like that the missing link for everybody to, to overnight be able to drive all the cars in auto mode simultaneously is really the problem is as humans um, you cannot rely right. on a human to, to drive like one meter up behind somebody else in a convoy on a highway at highway speeds
0: mm-hmm. we, we're
1: just not built that way um, so you really need an over over how can I say, a high-speed, low-latency network that you can rely on that can communicate between the cars back and forth, in other words, to enable that sort of um, automation accurately and safely. So that's why everybody's excited about it. Now, what everybody is going on about in terms of IoT IoT and 5G for home automation, things like that, that's where we start getting into a gray area because, in my opinion, that's where your LP WANs actually start playing a bigger role where we'll dive into a bit deeper as well.
0: Right. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. So for us consumers and, and for our listeners, you would think that, uh, in simplistic terms, uh, it'll, 5G will have next to no impact on our daily lives – other than the odd automation of, of tasks uh, where high-speed data points is required, such as you know uh, the autopilot on, uh, on the Tesla. Outside of the Tesla automation, can you maybe share some, some of the other 5G use cases that you could see happening you know, in, in the world?
1: Definitely. And you were quite right there. I mean, the, the, the daily impact that 5G will have on, on the average consumer will be very little. I mean, the closest that we all will get to 5G and already are is internet speed. When you're out and about in a roaming network on one of the telecos, you'll be able to download a gigabyte per second instead of 100 megabytes per second. But to put that in perspective, your average Streaming video on a a service like Netflix uses three megabytes per second 4g is upwards of 150 to 200 megabytes per second already So
0: so what you're saying to me right now is that we're not even using the horsepower That that we already have not at all and now we're just we're (laughs) just upgrading the engine, but nobody needs more horsepower Uh, We already have more horsepower than we need
1: exactly and and that's why it's such the the whole 5G is such, in my opinion, such a big hype. I mean, it's great for the, the reasons mentioned, but for the everyday consumer, you already have what you need. It, it's really, the only other advantage I could see to it was really a energy conservation point. So let's say we can do the same amount of data throughput at a lesser um, energy consumption. And that makes more sense for the for the operators than it does for us really as consumers. So yeah it's it's I would say the closest that any consumer would get is really internet speed.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess what I would like to understand from you, because this is based on my knowledge, is that the the, the technology, the 5G technology is easily disrupted by in, in challenging RF environments. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're, we've got a, a podcast here about prop tech. Mm. And, you know, prop tech is traditionally high-rise cement buildings in the middle of, you know, complex city designs where there's loads of, of RF challenges. Now, if, if I understand correctly, 5G is going to be, very challenging to deploy in 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 uh, in those kinds of environment in, in in the built environment, and and that just you know makes it even more obvious to me that the uh, LP WANs are the way to go for many of the use cases in the in the built environment.
1: Definitely, and that comes down to a valid point you mentioned there, and that's really the core difference between the different technologies. 5G runs at extremely high frequency, slightly different bands for different countries, but effectively the way you can look at RF technologies is the higher the frequency, the more susceptible it is to interference and into what you call attenuation through building materials like concrete and glass and wood and all of these things. The lower the frequency, the easier the frequency passes through these objects. Now the LPWAN technologies that we discuss and that we use in the LPWAN space for PropTech is running in the um, sub-gigahertz band whereas your 3G's, 4G's and 5G's is in the gigahertz band and I'm talking multiple gigahertz so it is infinitely more susceptible to interference than what your LPWAN technologies is and that's and That's really the, the key differentiator as to why this is a good technology and a disruptive technology for the prop tech industry because if you install a, a sensor in a specific office or unit um, on a floor, you can imagine that that device would need to wirelessly communicate with a gateway many floors above it or outside the building, pass through many layers of concrete, glass, wood, or whatever it can um, encounter in, in a practical environment
0: got it got it and you know maybe a segue here but how do you think um, LP WANs will fit in with the legacy network protocols that exists uh, in the built environment you know we've talked about uh, about those legacy systems but maybe you can just touch a bit on on, on how LP WANs will 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 come in and in join forces if you want with these legacy uh, protocols
1: definitely um, and that's a good point to understand because uh, this is a question we get almost on a daily basis. When we talk about the legacy sort of technologies, we talk about Bluetooth, we talk about Wi-Fi, and even to a certain extent satellite communication, and then obviously 2G and 3G, 4G and those things. The key differentiator is, this goes back to the first point we discussed, and that is really the use case regards to high bandwidth, low latency. And the way you get that is by increasing the power consumption of the device. So if you think about Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi communicates from your home router to your laptop or to your cell phone where you have to charge those devices or keep them powered permanently in order to mm-hmm. enable that communication. Bluetooth Very true. is, the, uh, I almost want to say that the little brother of Wi-Fi in the, in the context of you still want that high bandwidth throughput, less than Wi-Fi. Um, at a bit better consumption rate, and Bluetooth has progressively gotten better. I mean, Bluetooth also started at Bluetooth 2, 3, 4, and now we're sitting at 5, 5 5.1, 5.2, so that's also changing to reduce the battery consumption. But all of these technologies is really consumer-focused in terms of it's it's a standardized protocol um, that is used across multiple manufacturers and aimed towards the end user to understand and how to pair devices and how to communicate and how to connect to these Wi-Fi networks. I mean, everybody understands, okay, I need to to get onto the free Wi-Fi in the Starbucks. Where's the Starbucks? Oh, I found it. Enter, password, enter. There's a a very complex system that goes on behind that simple steps enabled or to enable the system to be such a, a universal standard across the whole network. Now, LP WAN, although it's fast approaching that point of usability and interfacing, it is not there yet. And we will certainly get there. But in terms of the legacy versus LP WAN, for the advantages already mentioned, the battery life, the, the throughput, and the reliability of this sort of networks, you don't really have the use cases. Um, for those type of technologies as of yet as mainstream as what you still have for Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So the question that comes up from customers or from end users that says, well, why not just make it Wi-Fi or why not just make it Bluetooth is a valid point. Is because mm-hmm. those standards are mature. LPWAN is still very new in this space and has to mature to that point. But it certainly, if you use an expert in deploying it, has its, has its advantages.
0: Agreed. Definitely agree. I mean, obviously we would agree given our our solutions and use cases. But uh, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. So maybe one more question. Uh, Who, from your perspective, will have the most value from 5G, from a consumer standpoint, beyond the Tesla autopilot drivers?
1: It's a difficult question because... Everybody will will gain from it, but a lot of people will gain from it indirectly without knowing it. And what I mean by that is, for instance, Tesla. Everybody wants to wants to, for instance, own a Tesla. And as we know, all the automakers is slowly progressing to that point. I think Ford announced that um, in the year twenty thirty two or something, all their vehicles will be electrified. So. All those vehicles will start making use of this sort of technologically advanced networks low latency networks and things and you as an operator of the vehicle will not necessarily need to know that nor would you care the thing works or it doesn't work and the same can be said for applications like drone operation Um, it's another application where low latency high bandwidth data from a camera is streamed for um, long distances and that's what I mean by that. Is is you don't necessarily know that you are being impacted by it, but indirectly, the service providers that you use will most likely in the near future have some sort of way they have gained from this technologically advanced network.
0: I agree. I think it's the case for uh, almost everything in life. Is you know, in society progresses, and some few. Really require uh, the the those those technical technological advantage or advancements, if you want. Uh, yet over time, the greater uh, population benefits from from the uh, learnings and the deployment of such uh, technology that's been deployed. Um, so I guess to conclude for all our listeners here, if we can shorten this in in just a few words, the if you're looking at deploying some form of network in that it's on based on specific use cases, you should look at how much data do I need to pass through this network through this pipeline, and which one of these technologies will best suit me so do i need a very limited amount of data pumped through this pipeline if so then lp WAN is, is the right the right right tech for me do i need a load amount of data and uh it needs to go real fast and if so then the 5g pipeline is a better pipeline for you
1: yeah you can look at it that way um i mean in in practical terms that calculation becomes far more complex because <laughs> of more more often more often than not, what happens is is you you start with your, your application, you look at the practical limitations, and then you try and make the amount of data work in that application, and then you pick the best technology that fits that that operation. So often it's not a a case of picking a technology and making it work. It's picking application and picking a technology to to make it work. If you can think about it that way, so. Yes, every single technology um, we discuss definitely has its own use case. And for the matter of prop PropTech, WAN is definitely the way to go.
0: Thanks, Johan. Thank you all for tuning in to the PropTech Revolution. This wraps it up for us today. We will see you in a couple weeks for another series with Johan and Simon. If you found our topics interesting and wish to discuss them with us privately, please don't hesitate to reach us at one eight five five 855 proptech that's 1855 PROPTEK. Thank you.